Yes, and welcome to episode two of In My Basement Podcast with your host, me, Tori Stockert. And tonight, or today, I should say, um, one of the two, depending on how you listen to this, whoever listens to whatever, obviously. But tonight, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, but we will see what we come across with what I have on my list of stuff I came across this week that I'm just, that brought my general curiosity and just how stuff goes. So, well, first on my list is I'm, in two weeks, I go to Indianapolis to learn a software to learn and I don't know how I could really talk about this because it is kind of curious how, or not curious, but just how some companies that after they will hire you, how they would actually send you out to learn a program that they know that you have not learned at all. And I'm kind of amazed sometimes when you look at some credentials of some, some schools and they, schools and entrepreneurs that they ask for certain skills, but they don't teach them at universities. So I think that actually contradicts what I just said earlier about universities and work, but so that's the point. It's just kind of like sometimes it just makes me amaze. It amazes me. It doesn't make me amazed, but it amazes me sometimes how how some companies want a certain program that they want to learn or learned or God, if I can talk straight, <laughs> how they want a certain program that you have learned to have that introduced into you right away through school well a lot of schools just kind of teach you the i want to say the basics in a sense of just like just like the program i'm going to learn is autodesk plan 3d which is meant for big uh oil facilities so like stuff you see down like houston memphis tennessee new orleans uh god well the place i know la has los angeles has one or a couple, I should say, because they have a pretty good oil field there, I believe, or from what the 80s was. Now what the Bakken and Eagleford slate has, but... Huh, but yeah, I don't... But yeah, besides, back to the original. It's it's kind of amazing how sometimes that they send you to those programs, and with that program, what it does, essentially, is it helps you draw... Oil, what it's mainly designed for and helps you draw is oil, like big oil refineries in a sense. And what I'm going to be using with it is, since I'm up here in North Dakota, it's not refinery sense, but it's more local, just small tank batteries, just so that it stores the oil so trunks trucks can come take it and then take it to the uh, train or to the pipeline, then shoot it to the refinery wherever it has to go so my my application is like big but in a or the program can be used for a big scale but i'm using it for a smaller sense of what it is and i do find it kind of amazing that a lot of companies or a lot of universities don't teach this type of stuff and that got me on the actual like thought process of like some studies that are in school that i'm like what can you actually use these for? Because obviously, like, if you probably listen to the news like, uh, last, like, two, three years, it seems like even longer than that, that there's always a, like, feminist stu- uh, studies or, like, human studies or 
just a lot of those are the two main ones I've kind of heard consistently, but they're ones that I hear like, or that I know that exists, like international studies, stuff like that. And I was really curious on how you can actually use that in like a real world perspective. Cause some of those stuff, I just, some of those, not stuff that just really makes it sound very, how do I want to say it? Very general and in a sense, you can take it as a discrimination in a sense. But what I'm trying to like get at is what can you actually use those studies for outside? Because like, I personally don't know what you really like learn in those studies, just kind of like how the past and trends. So in a sense, then, do you like technically learn how to profile people in a sense when you learn the studies degree? Like you just learn how to... Um, profile people then when you go to a company I did look at some stuff like a uh, like management uh, I'm just I just looked up here like management training international sales training so in a sense do you kind of just learn how to like uh, profile the market that you're in and yes a lot of people say profiling can be un like a very low case of like racism in a sense but I'm just saying like a lot of these I'm seeing as like director of international programs. Um, what else? A, well, obviously a news internship, which you would have to have a journal degree, I think, in a, at, like with your general studies. Marketing consultant, uh, international trade researcher, um, uh, staff operations and specialist. Like stuff like that. I just kind of look at I'm like, what? Do you really like flow in or like how do you like not contradict yourself sometimes like if you really try going into stuff like that and what you see on the news how some of the like people who do study majors who end up being coming protests and to me that seems like after learning a bit more I bet there's a lot more in depth with it I'm just not looking into it right now and I not afraid to be told like what they are know a lot more than compared to me so when i hear that it just makes me go or if if i ever get told like more information my opinions and thoughts are more than willing to change and adapt to whatever i hear and if it makes sense to me i will change my overall thoughts which is not a problem but some of the stuff i listen to i'm like you're going to school to get paid to profile to excuse me you get paid to go to you're paying to go to school you get into depth uh depth of student loans like everyone does when you decide to go to college and it takes easy years to get paid off obviously but when you get when i look some of the stuff where uh jobs that you come from study major stuff like that like it sometimes amazes me where I'm like, you can get really pissed off at a lot of this because I'm like, a lot of these, they don't look like they make a lot of money or something like that. Yeah, they just don't, they look like they're not, like, you don't look, you don't go into it for profit. You look for it to make a change, but sometimes, like, I think right now, like, I saw a meme on the internet saying, like, or not meme, I should say. I've looked at a lot of memes like last hour, so I've been laughing at those. But just somebody's told me that, or not told me, but what I heard is when we see nowadays is people arguing for stuff that 
just seems irrelevant and just stuff they just keep bringing up that they're trying to get more and more detailed at that you really can't get into detail without like separating people like period just separating from different room it's like it's like that one kid who bullies the other kid and you just know they just can't be in the same room no matter what like you just cannot have them sit next to each other you have to put you have to transfer one to a different school and just let it be and just Say, like, that's the best solution we got. And then mom's bitching that the kid has to go to that school, not this one. He's being discriminated against when he's the one causing the problem. And I know that may be a little on the bad side of some things, but it's just funny how sometimes how people uh, go about, like, with the Black Lives Matter movement. And that's, like, a hot topic to really go into because you can get in really big trouble for that. Not from... uh, not from a lot of folks, but the folks that do, like, they will hammer you and they like to share it and get a lot of people riled up. But to me, it's they want a peaceful solution, but they want to do it by, they want to give you, not give you, but they want a peaceful solution, but they want to emphasize it by force, is from what I'm seeing in the news. And obviously, me getting my information from the media is very hard like very condescending if that's the correct term on how i get it because they like to obviously in the news violence sells like the most absurd thing you see people stepping on flags spitting on them people causing fights and just causing total chaos compared to the other ways where you see them actually doing it in a proper peaceful way where they're like hey what about this 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 and this and obviously i've and obviously Obviously and personally, I have not looked into that because to me, where I live, that's not a problem and everything like that. If I see if I see someone of a different color or race, I'm just like, hey, there's one guy in town. Hey, what's up? Then I hear him. I'm like, okay, you must be in. You must be going to the college here, just something like that. Because I have one of those colleges where we have a lot of foreign students and foreign students, and I just see him. I'm like, oh, hey, must be a college kid. Awesome. I wonder what he's, gonna, what he's going for and what's he going to be doing after this. To me, that's not a problem. Uh, at my local Walmart, obviously, we got tons of them because because around here, it's not that type of job we want to do. But we will complain about people taking our jobs. So, <laughs> I know that's another hot topic, saying people are coming taking their jobs. But when you look at it, a lot of the jobs are taking, it's like, would you want to be doing that job? Well, no, but they're taking our jobs. And it's like, you're arguing something that you don't even want. That's That just sounds stupid to me. <laughs> That's just a straight word to me that I can say to it. It just sounds stupid when people argue about something. It's like, well, would you go do the job? It's like, well, no, they have to pay me this amount of money. It's like, yeah, nobody's going to pay you that amount of money. Screw you. It's like, I'm going to go with this guy who just puts his head down and just works his butt off. That's pretty much it. Like, uh... My aunt and uncle, they own a uh, construction company in town. And one of the workers was up here on a visa. He did the full nine, full nine, ten yards, the, however the metaphor is. He went the full distance. He got a visa. He came up here from Mexico, did everything. He worked up for 10 years, saved every penny he could. Also, I believe he did send money back to Mexico to pay, pay his family's rent and all that. And when his visa was up... Um, my uncle asked him in those 10 years like what are you going to do now he looked at me he's like I'm just going to go back get a regular job 
and just do whatever and just live peacefully and everything he said he saved up enough that down in mexico everything's cheap enough that where he lives around that they can live i believe almost the entire the rest of his life not his kid's life but he can raise his kids up well and get them going to get a good education and get them going uh, going into a good career and they'll all be super happy and my uncle I believe when he told me that story I believe he said both of them actually cried because in those 10 years they became friends and they're just like oh, I'm, I'm gonna miss you and they're like I'll miss you too and I I don't know if my uncle ever visited him obviously but it's one of those things like you just miss your friend but you don't really go see him at all but you just know he's out there so and I I do believe that uh, I believe one thing that could really help a lot of this immigration issue that's, or this, yeah, immigration of illegal immigrants coming over the border is, I don't know the full process on how to get over to the border, but I believe that if, if the U.S. actually set up offices, which I don't know if there is, I have not set up one yet. Or not set up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop everything I'm doing here. I'm gonna go set up an office down in Mexico and do green green cards and papers and all that fun stuff. No, um, I believe there might be a way to have the U.S. set up an like a, a immigration embassy. I I believe there already possibly is, which using that term, it does sound like there would be, but like a proper way to go through it. And if they could speed up the process, because I bet that's what the biggest problem is, is that they go down and like how a lot of these people in the news say, oh, these uh, these Im- these illegal immigrants are coming because they're in trouble with like, the cartel or they're just in big trouble. They just need to get here quick. And I bet that they have tried going the legal way of going into the U.S., through immigration office but the process is takes like okay we'll get your papers and we'll get you back in two months and we'll talk to you so like it's like around here how we uh, g- grew accustomed to we want it now we want it now 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 it's like we just want the next best we want it super quick we want it now just because of the internet era how we just get data super quick here and there how you can just type into reddit facebook cnn all that where it just goes super quick and it's just like a lot of information you just take in and then you look back and you're like wow i just i just absorbed a lot of information but then it's like when you get denied that one satisfaction of like i gotta know this now i gotta know i gotta know it and it gets real health from you from like three months or something like that uh, like you just start getting pissed off. He's like, "Why can't I get it instantly? Why can't I just get it now?" I bet that's, I bet that's probably one reason why we get a lot of illegal, illegal immigrants into the country and everything like that. And I know we do have to secure that border, like uh, possibly, um, like obviously. Right now, Donald Trump wants to do a huge wall and a huge wall, and um, John Oliver did it to me a really good uh like overall look at how much it's gonna overall cost and at the minimum and that's at the minimum that's not saying it's 10 feet higher just at the minimum for what it will cost to build and i see that's gonna be too much because who's gonna pay for that mexico is obviously not gonna pay for it and they have the right to say no 
because that's like Mexico. That's like Mexico saying we want to build this wall, but America's gonna pay for it. Imagine if that was on the term. It's like we're not gonna pay for that. Why? Why the fuck would we? Why would we pay for that damn wall? Like, so it's it's kind of the other way. So it's just like, all right. So the overall, like when it comes down to it, the U.S. taxpayer is gonna be the ones who are paying for that wall, and maybe better if we just. Every, all the states along the border of California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, all just start a Kickstarter campaign. Maybe that's or Indiegogo saying we want to rebuild this wall, and we just create the we just create the Great Wall of America. It's just nothing but blue, uh, red, white, and blue flags, flags and colored brick, just along it. Just look. And you can see it from space. Instead of 30 feet wide, it's 100 feet wide with Gatling guns and uh, automatic laser pointed turrets, whatever. Everything we want. Maybe that's what we. Maybe that seems like a more sensible case. To, uh, not case, but a more sensible thing to do, in a sense. And that just sounds absurd to think about, in a sense. And that almost sounds like the point where. You almost have to kind of go with that because that's the way it sounds. Like, I'm not a true believer in Donald Trump's wall. Like, some of his policies I kind of understand, but that's with every politician. You look at it and you're like, okay, I understand. Like, I like your, like, two or three policies that you really get behind and can promote, and I like that. But then it's like, there are at least some other ones that truly have behind it that I don't even want to see. And that wall, and that wall proposal, I think it just has to be refined even more. Like right now, it's like an idea. It's like we just need to build something. But at the same time, it's like, what are we really gonna do once it comes here? It's like, uh, well, the, then after the, well, actually, just think about it now. What's gonna come after it gets approved? Who's gonna build it? Cause, like, we all want those jobs. We all want jobs in the U.S. But we all want those picky jobs, those easy jobs, those jobs where you can just lay back, you make six figures, and you can just use your hand. It's like a lot of people don't see that. It's like uh, that it takes a lot more work. Like my boss today, obviously she makes way more than me. But I I get off of work. It's five o'clock. I look down. There's no one else in the there's no one in the office except like three people. And they're really high top people. They're working till way past. Like I bet they work till seven o'clock tonight. And they were there since seven in the morning, tw- over twelve hours. And they probably worked more than me throughout the week. So, so sometimes, like where they say the American dream is work hard and you get rewarded, is sometimes you gotta work those extra hours. Like to me, I feel super bad, uh, super bad when I leave and there's still someone working. To me, I'm like, I don't want that. I want to be the first, like my personal, my personal story, my my personal worth ethic is. I want to be the first guy in, uh, the first guy in, the last guy out. Like that's my work mentality. Like I want to be the last guy that shuts off all the lights in the office, locks the door, and leaves. I don't know why. I've just grew to the concept of like that's how it should be. Like if you really want to do something. You have to be. You have to put the worth ethic of just being the first guy in, last guy out. Does not matter the hours. 
Like when people ask me, like, hey, can you work extra hours? I just look at them like, sure. I'm like, there's really nothing else I got to go do. So, and that's not saying I don't have a social life in that, uh, social life or anything. It's just that when, uh, when I have a career or if somebody asks me, asks me to do something, I'm willing to discipline my hours when I discipline, but I'm able to adjust my hours that I do throughout the day to that activity or activity tasks that they have given me. So with that, I'm just, my work ethic is a lot different than a lot of people where I'm just like, where if I get backed into a corner or if I'm just like super stressed out, sometimes it just takes me. I, I can just go walk around the building, come back in, I'm replenished, and I'm ready to go at it again. Whereas some people, like, they have to leave for the day for at least 12 hours, then come back and work on, work on whatever they're doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, with, uh, not with that, but let me take a breather. Whew, man. This is as long as I really talk. Plus, I had a few to drink, so I'm a lot more relaxed. I'm just, like, projecting stuff out. I've been watching a lot of comedy today, uh, tonight. A lot of comedy specials on Netflix right, right after dinner. And I'm just in a really happy mood, and I just want to talk. So, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, with, with Ethic, um, uh, with the wall, like, how, like who's going to build that wall? Because... If we want it done quick, if we want it with the mentality of like, we want it now and we want it going. And if we do, if Donald Trump does get elected and does start building the wall, who's going to build it? And how how many hours is that company going to be working? Because obviously it ain't going to be Joe Blow, who's just an equipment operator. He's going to be like, and I don't believe you can be, I don't believe they'll try getting a union worker on it because union workers i believe only work eight hours and they're just like i'm done for the day it's like if we want to build in now if we want to build now and quick it's i think it possibly might have to be non-union so they can work 12 hours a day round the clock but my question would be who's gonna be the construction company to do that because a lot of people who work more than 12 hours are be or obviously fam, uh, a lot of them are family men. They're like, well, I want to go see my kid. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. It's like, well, it's like, if you want this done, you just got to do it. Then the other question, then the other proposal behind that is, how far, how far back is that wall from it? And will that disrupt land, landowners? Because I know there's some news stories I saw like on Vice, Vice and some other uh, news organizations or independent news organizations that are not bought off by the Illuminati or the banks or whatever. But if you want to hear more of that, talk to Alex Jones. <laughs> if I want, if I want to hear random shit that just makes me go, okay, that sounds believable. I go talk to, I go listen to his YouTube channel. It just, it makes me laugh at the same time. It's like. Oh god, that makes somewhat sense, but I don't want to believe that. So, so it's one of those cases where it's like, what do I do? <laughs> it's like, do, I just came to the conclusion, just let it unfold and just see what happens. So, but yeah, um, with the wall and everything, I know I bet there's just a lot of like 
I work for the infrastructure company. So with us, we can easily uh, learn. Like I know like uh, you got to have certain easements away from property lines, stuff like that. And that wall is going to take up not a lot, but it's going to piss off enough landowners to be like, what the fuck? Why are you taking this land, like more land from me just to build this wall? Because you may think, oh, we're only taking up 50 feet. But you got to understand that there's maybe 100 plus feet behind that wall into the U.S. That's to be a buffer zone for uh, border border patrol line and all that. Plus, once we build that wall, who's going to be manning it? Like, obviously, we can put as much cameras as we want on it. But we still got to man it. And I believe right now there are some, like problems with the border patrol of just not having enough finance for it and i know i was watching some vice uh news story about how they have a lot of patriot groups uh that are patrolling so that's at least good so they so the employment to go uh, to man personnel onto the wall is probably not gonna be a problem so that'll probably make it a lot easier but uh, was it with the bush? I saw that I saw in a story that they had a they already did do a Mex- Mexico uh, the US Mexican border fence and actually in Texas they cut off one entire golf course and everything and they interviewed one lady who was playing on it and she they asked her like is this keeping Mexican she just looked at him and just said no it's like there's no way and that brought up the other thing is like once we build it what are we gonna like officially? Um, how do I want to say it? Not not how we officially, but no matter what, I personally believe that no matter what we do, they're still gonna get in, no matter what. Like it's it's never it's a never ending like uh, never ending process of trying to get people into the U.S. There's always gonna be a way. So it's. Because that's how humans are. We adapt to the situation. We are given restrictions and we adapt to them. It's like when you get a lower paycheck, you learn how to process and s- scatter stuff out. You talk with, you talk with like, if you owe bills. Like, I'm personally right now, I owe quite a bit of bills. But when you owe bills, like, if you talk to them, you can possibly get a different uh, due date. And that can work out with your credit card where, or credit card, but your paycheck so that you're like, Okay, this half goes to this check, then we can save this much, then all these other uh, bills go to this check because the new date's different. So that can really, really bring it to a new... Oh, God, why do I want to say? It can bring it to a different thing. <sighs> I, I lost train of thought there. I was looking at something else, like this chapstick on my uh, table. But... Back to the main thing of us uh, us not being able to stop it fully. So with it, like with that wall, like what are we officially really trying to stop? Like I see illegal immigrants coming over but and just anybody pretty much coming over, creating open border policy, which is causing troubles. And I know a lot of people are saying like, one, well, Europe, they're not having that problem. But in the, uh, in the news, like I personally have not looked. Like I don't have cable anymore, so I don't get the regular bad news update 
of news consistently anymore. But when I do see news, it's kind of like, oh, hey, this is an unfiltered portion. It's not just mandated by somebody. But I saw that now Europe is starting to, uh, Greece closes borders. I believe some other places are starting to close their borders uh, in Europe to keep them out because they just can't handle it and everything. And uh, I kind of agree with them closing the borders because I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between a refugee and an immigrant because, well, to me personally, this is how I think. And if I get corrected, I, it's open to change a thought. But the problem I see nowadays is that people think they think differently from an immigrant and a refugee because, or they think those are two, like kind of the same term, but not really. Where a refugee is just almost, to me, what I understand what refugee, actually, let's just Google this. All right, refugee is a person who has been forced to leave the country uh, in order to escape escape war, persecution, or natural disaster. Okay, that, okay, that makes okay. So they're forced, but what do they do when they get here? Then, like, uh, like some pe- uh, like how I said earlier, how some people say about how immigrants are common and taking their jobs what do you think a refugee does when they're forced out of their country do we pay them or do we feed them clothe them give them a home and let them just give them free stuff while they're here then what do they do when the conflict's over with or the conflict's prolonged like what happens do they do we just put them on a boat and send them back or if they like this isis thing came for five years like let's say this, the war in Syria, uh, Syria lasts more than ten years. What if that family, what if that fa- refugee family came and established a life here and they don't want to go back? It's like okay, we'll give them that freedom, but in that ten years, we fed them, clothed them, gave them a home for free for ten years. That was a cost to us for being nice. Whereas an immigrant comes. They fill out the proper paperwork, get the green card, and they work here for 10 years. Then they, uh, and it doesn't cost us, and I believe that's what it is. They don't cost us anything, and they, uh, they produce the, they help raise the GDP of the U.S. So, I believe that's two, two demographics that, um, that's like two ways people look at it is they think it's kind of like in between whereas like the refugees but they're immigrant so when they come here they have to start working whereas a lot of them i don't believe will start working right away they'll just come in and be like well you well you gave us a shelter where's our food was this and we'll be like well what are we supposed to do so like i think well, i really don't think i really can't think too much more into that like, the only thought that comes to my head is, like, they think it's kind of like one of those war movies, like, in Saving Private Ryan, where you just see one of those, like, military base camps. Like, they just think it's just something like that, where a person comes in, they get food, they get a blanket, and they reunite with their loved ones, and they don't see what happens after that. And I personally don't know what happens after that. 
So, like, do they stay in the camp? Like, I can only see them stay there for, like, maybe four days before they have to get kicked out and they got to go. They only go into occupied regions then they just become an immigrant. So, but with that, do they get free papers? What happens? And, like, I can understand, like, with Donald Trump, I can understand the reason why he wants to close the borders. But at the same time, it's like, you really couldn't. But, uh, what's it? Um, I could see with that, he just, like, I believe we do have to refine our way our borders is, our borders are. But no matter what we do, no matter how we find we get, how much surveillance we do, no matter what, no matter what we do, us humans are crafty little fuckers that we will find a way be around this and a lot of people say, oh, you cannot live you cannot live these days without a cell phone or a Facebook account or anything. We are we are still capable. What we have created to in the 21st century is a fucking luxury. From the 90s up, all we've created is luxuries. Like like the hard work that we have created and everything from I personally think it's from the 90s. Starting from the 90s and up, it's just been a, like, a look, like, we've just been creating luxury items. And it allowed us to, special, like, specialize our skills in certain areas. Like, I per, like I am a specially skilled, like, what I've learned through high school, college, and what I do in my job is a s- computer job. And if a computer goes out, all those six plus years are wasted in a sense like if that makes sense all like that special skill that it took me four years like six plus years to learn is been gone like just period gone so like now like i'm 26 or not 26 i'm 26 later this year but excuse me but when i'm 25 and once i kind of thought about that late last uh mid last year um, I started learning like, hey, I gotta start. I want to start learning some new, new shit. So, uh, new shit, so that if if this doesn't pan out to what it is, because obviously there's a lot of college degree students who are out there, and uh, a lot of them are pissed off about how there's no job market, uh, job market for what they went to school for. And they don't have any backup skill because they did not bother because they've always been taught. Hey, if you learn this, if you if you go into college or you finish high school, go to college for four minimum four years, then you get out of school. There should be a degree waiting for you, uh, uh, a job with your degree waiting for you. At a good job, then you get, you get that nice, uh, nice uh, white picket fence house in the suburbs of New York City. Los Angeles, well, not Los Angeles now, but like San Francisco, uh, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, stuff like that. Everyone like lives up with that dream in their head, and now, and a lot of people now, since we have all this technology of this luxuries of communicating with millions, billions of people, we can exert our frustrations out on everyone, like how I'm doing right now, and with that. That's mainly who you see in protests is just a lot of pissed off people who are like, why the fuck were, why the fuck were we not told about any of this shit? Why the fuck weren't we? 
why weren't we told this sooner? And a lot of people say, well, you're too young, you're too young. Which you do have to kind of understand, like, now you have a more mature mind, so you completely understand why they are like that, why you can think like this now compared to when you, when you were early. Like, I completely understand how I was. And a lot of stuff I do now, I do look at years back, like, right uh, I think mid for me wise, it started happening like mid, uh, mid my sophomore years and mid sophomore years in college is when I started kind of like working towards like being more healthy and yeah more healthy and just kind of improve myself, being outside a lot more, quit playing video games from what I used to be in high school because in high school I used to just sit and just play video games after work. That was pretty much it. But in college, like I kind of realized, like, hey, I want to, I should get out. I should go explore where I'm at because where I'm at is fucking beautiful. It's awesome. Why not? Nature built this. Humans. I'm like the city council built all this nice uh, recreation areas. I'm like, I should go out and go have fun in it. So, uh, so that's why I believe that a lot of like people who are pissed off nowadays are still immature but they just want they wish they could be more taught earlier on on how and just get told the real like meat and veggies of how the world works at like throughout uh, life and just understand like hey you gotta do this sometimes this doesn't match up sometimes this doesn't work out you just gotta man up like this can be your backup plan always be thinking ahead like if you think of just the present you can get lost be you can get lost behind when everything else is moving forward like uh for me well this doesn't reference to like degrees or anything like that but uh like with computers just saying just saying you get lost with what's current uh, when stuff's still moving forward is with computers I did not look at a computer for like a couple of years or not like the technology wise of it. But when I looked back into it, I was, I was so lost. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is all this shit? And I was just like, I remember when a quad two, uh, quad core two duo was badass. And now that's like the slowest piece of shit out there. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, so it's just like, holy crap, there's so much sh- stuff going on. So there's just some stuff you just got to shut yourself off at with it because it's sometimes it's like it's moving too fast i can look into it every like two three like month or two and i'll be happy with it but if you try to keep up to date with it you'll never be you'll get that never satisfying feeling of like this is the greatest thing then monthly you'll be like shit i don't got the greatest thing out there like cell phones cell phones are the biggest one because everyone's like i gotta have the new cell phone this year the new s7 just came out i got the s6 the only difference is that the new one has a better camera. I gotta get it. So, it's like an Apple. If you look at every Apple since Steve Jobs introduced the, the iPhone, it almost looks, until I think the iPhone 4, it pretty much looked at, it was pretty much identical. Then after the iPhone 4, it pretty much kind of just either got bigger, slimmer. Yeah, bigger, slimmer. And that was pretty much it. So that really hasn't been refreshed there. It's just all internals. And everyone's just like, I gotta stand in line for a week to get it. And when it's like, oh, I can go in the next day and get it. And it's like, why am I had mine a day early? And it's like, so? (laughs) 
It's like, that ain't a bragging right. It's like, this ain't a race. <laughs> this isn't a car race. So it's just something like that. So I believe with a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff nowadays is that we're taking a lot of stuff too much advent, uh, too much of advantage with, uh, with technology, the way I like how the luxury is and just how Paul, and another thing too is after that, um, a lot of other stuff we're pissed off about it, like in general, and I know I've been bouncing around a lot here, but right here, um, I do believe that we are like real, like since we're more connected with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, just with a lot of people, a lot of people get influenced too quick. And some people get dead sent and like, I believe this, I believe that. So it's just like, it just creates confrontation. And that's another nature of the human race is we love confrontation. Like we all want world peace, but we want to do it by force. <laughs> I believe that's a good way to put it. The human race, we want peace, but we'll, we want it by, f we will give, we will make everyone give world peace by force. So, and they also do say like right now is the most peaceful time in the world and people and the news is portraying like this is the end of the world shit when in reality we're like it's been a lot worse than this and this is the most peaceful time so and so uh, with that I'll probably end it off here and this one's been like just a lot of babble this has just been on my head for the last couple of days just because of the news stories I've been following recently so uh, some last words I could leave off on or that I will leave off on is if I can remember them because my mind's just jumping around here and there <laughs> don't you get that sometimes where you just think of something else and you just lose it and you're just like what the hell else and you think of it like three, like a couple hours later and you're like god damn it why didn't I remember it then? So I just remember something really good now, and I was just and I just lost it. But all right, uh, okay. With I'm gonna leave off on this note. With politics, uh, with us being so connected, like how I said before, with Instagram, fa Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Google News, Reddit, everything. How we can get news within three like an hour to three hours of it actually happening. We all just get that. We're all so much informed now that I believe a lot of the, uh, what the problem we have with like with the, not the constitution, but a lot of the politics is a lot of people or a lot of the politics that we have now is still based off the old system of not being too well connected. And I want to say it's not super old. I want to say we're maybe still in the 70s or 80s of of knowledge of everything so i think we do need a reform of the government as a more and a lot of people want the government to do more but be involved less and i personally think that the government and the state government should actually switch spots in a sense if if you follow along with it is I think the U.S. government should uh, should provide uh, space in military defense and advancement of technology, and social social security, a big one, and veteran benefits. So if they have that for, and possibly I would say 
science and engineering scholarships. And so that'd be five things or five generic areas to look into. And I see there'd be a lot more detailed stuff in behind that. And and just doing our basic and just following the constitution as it is currently. And what and the laws they put out should be like a vague kind of open po- like not open policy, but like like let's take the current news of the gay uh, gay and lesbian rights and tra- uh, yeah gay lesbian transsexual rights. We'll go with that. Like how how they just gave them the rights, and we should leave it down to the states. Like the states underneath that then uh, dictate the law of that land of just the current state boundary stuff like that like infrastructure um uh god infrastructure education costs um this the police force the firefighting stuff like that like so like our taxes will go to our state so if like if a state requires more taxes it's on the state not on the federal government to provide something um oh yeah also the also the u.s government can provide health care so that's that's like six seven i know there's probably a lot more that i'm really skipping skipping over and i completely understand that but i believe the government should leave like an open policy not an open like an open policy with the like laws and allow the lower tiers of the all the u.s states to dictate like what's outlawed what like what kind of guns can you have stuff like that so and I know that'll create a lot of issues. And obviously like with the drug policy, we should have it as everything's legal. Everything like plant based drugs is legal. So like obviously cannabis and cocaine. Or is cocaine? I think cocaine does have some chemicals in it, but just like so, like drug wise and now I'm going to drugs, so fun. But with like the drugs, we should have it where it, like it stays open, but then every state dictates what they want, and a lot of our money goes to the state that we live in, and then the state improves. So then, like these protests that we have, instead of having like like oh this rally in D.C. brought up th- like three like let's say like sixty five hundred people like came to D.C. to protest for like we want legal marijuana. Well, is that that to me? That's not a good to me personally. That's not a good representation of the U.S. because maybe the entire state of Mississippi doesn't want weed. So, or like, let's say Florida doesn't want weed; they want cheaper prescription drugs. So, like, if like if I would say probably like let's say if like Wyoming went to the state capital and. A big petition of like 60, 7,500 to seventy five hundred people saying we want legal cannabis, and I would say that has a better like spectrum of the of the state than it would the entire country. So if like we could have it amongst the states a lot better, like right now obviously with the drugs, it's saying like all drugs are illegal, but then states can legalize it. I say it should be the other way, where it's legal across all states, and then the states dictate what level they like outlaw. Like some states can just be like, okay, cannabis is can only be, like hemp and marijuana can only be 
like it can like marijuana can only be medical use in this state and hemp can be used for paper and clothing and that's it and then there could be like colorado where it's recreation medical whatever you want so i bet there's some more detail into that but i'm not i'm not looking into that currently then like there could be other states where it's like okay we outlaw cigarettes like no cigarettes but we have legal weed it's like all right and obviously there's gonna be that problem with um uh, uh, borderlines of like if somebody just goes over to Colorado like let's say uh, some Twin Cities let's say like Far- Fargo and Moorhead where people just drive over to uh, Minneapolis buy weed come back over it's like and Minnesota has illegal weed but North Dakota has it for medical uh, medical only and when they come over if somebody went over to Minnesota came back and got caught and they don't have a medical card, then it's like, well, I would say at that point, just the person will be fined. It'll be fined of like, like if they did legal uh, drugs or any like laws, something like that, they should like equalize it across the board in a sense. Like any, like, uh, like having your weed in your car would be like open container if they if they should legalize it. it should just be like an open container in your car like it's the fine I've never had open container so I have no idea what the fine is stuff like that then it also could be like um, driving while high if that makes sense but like they can only have you as possible cause and it has to be that would have to be like a court case where they actually have to review the video in a sense but obviously, if you're running stop signs and like swerving, then yeah, then you have a probable cause of not driving high. So, stuff like that. So, I think that's how it should be. But that's my personal point of view. And I know there's a lot of detail I'm missing out on. And I would have to look into it more deeply. And another note to actually add on to that is with it, with the position switching between federal and state. So, like on your paste up your state tax would be the most expensive then the federal is going to be the lower uh, lower expensive one so but with that i think it should be also um or could be is train of thought just lost <laughs> damn it why do i keep losing my train of thought oh god what was it what was it oh if the u.s government was in uh like introduce a new law i think the voting system should be like a lot more like up to date and everything like that and uh like obviously like i've seen some news stories and i don't know how much they're actually accurate of how what the current process of voting is like on certain laws but like a good or a good question would be um actually no would it be state another question would actually write now that actually brought me a question to arise out of that. Would it be, would the government implement laws or would it be the state, impl- like, the state implementing law getting voted? Then if a certain surplus of states get it uh, past a certain point, would we create a quota of a certain amount of states that you need for the certain law to be looked into by the Senate and House of Representatives on how we... Uh, like if that law should be like put across the land or something like that like should it be something like that so i don't know what laws that could really be like 
I don't know, let's say, let's take electric cars with pollution. Like, let's say, like, let's say 30 states out of the 50 want a Clean Air Act, and the the states that have it all signed up don't have, like, a lot of power, uh, power stations, like coal plants, nuclear plants, um, yeah, fossil, pretty much essentially fossil fuel plants, like, in... I'm not a fan of nuclear just because it's destructive. <laughs> if you don't believe me, look at Chernobyl. They have wolves that are fucking crazy. So, but I think, uh, like, if you had states like that, then if you implement it, like, would states have, would the states then have to, like, accept that? Or since they can reject the federal law, can it be out there? So that's, like, another good question to bring up so that like a lot of that stuff gets into really deep detail about it and while talking all this i just thought of too of like international relations like that will be added onto the federal like tax so the other part would be like how much all this will cost so and that's a that's a good thing i like i like to have somebody look into is would it be better have it have a lot of stuff under state authority compared to a federal because I, th- I personally think from what I've been told, uh, why I've been like looking at, watching, listening to, reading, is that we're trying to make the federal government take care of us, which then creates like a social system, and that's not a lot of people want. But they want the government to take care of us, but also stay out of our way, and give us all equal. So, it's. Being the parent that give us everything we ever want, but we have siblings that we all are treated equal. So my bigger brother or my little sister cannot get that cool toy without me getting a cool toy. And we can all just run wild and free as much as we want. So I think that's something we really got to, uh, we should really look at ourselves at is uh, life ain't life ain't fair. And those son of a bit, some son of a bitches are just luckier than fucking others, and it pisses me off. Pisses me, you off, and a lot of other people. But we just got all understand. Some people are just gifted, are just gifted the equal, the equal, not the equal. They are gifted the treasures of the world, whereas a lot of us have to work up to that level, or have to come close to it and we all get pissed off and i'll leave this on my final final note is to be truly happy the the person uh person only needs why i've read and i can kind of believe in this is that a true person only needs to make 70 80 thousand dollars a year and that's it now be able to pay off your credit card go on that awesome trip to vegas every six months that you want to go on to go out and get shit face and go to the auction your bars and just collect all those call girl um cards that they hand out on the strip so <laughs> so yeah um so if everyone can make seven to eighty thousand a year like i think a lot of this a lot of these problems will be gone but if everyone made that how much how much stuff is gonna be more expensive because the ultimate 
problem that we will have is if we raise the basement, which is the minimum wage in a metaphor, we can only raise the basement so much before the main floor, which is where I personally sit on the main floor um, of everything. And if we raise the main floor, if we raise the uh, floor up, but we keep the ceiling at the same height, we're going to be pissed. We're not going to have enough headroom to walk in it and we'll want that to go up then it'll be just a rat race going up to the top and soon you'll be able to make you'll be able to work at mcdonald's burger king or chick-fil-a or something or be a a, a barista your entire life and make a million dollars but they'll still barely get you by with bills so there's stuff like that so you just gotta look at so it's just it's just one of those cases where it's like it just starts getting higher and higher, and it's just like, what point do we really stop? <laughs> so, it's just one of those things. But we're humans; we can we can get by with what we got, and we'll be crafty little fuckers as we go. So, that should be my final word. We're humans. No matter what obstacle we're given, we'll be crafty little fuckers that'll get past it and complain about complain about the luxuries of what we fucking get in this world. Because we are not a third world country. We may think we are. But until you start dealing with continuous daily blackouts. uh, No gas. Can barely pay your food. Can barely pay your bills. Cannot get any assistance from the government. Until we get to that point. I believe we will not be a third world country. No matter what happens. Because in America. The company. The companies that, that we that own us, and I'm doing quotations here, the companies that own America will never allow that to happen because they got to keep the livestock happy. If they piss us off, we will run rampant, obviously. But that's if, and that's a big if. That's if it ever happens. So, so yeah. On that note, I'm po- po- possibly going to end it. Actually, no. Yeah, we'll end on this note, and I will talk to you next week on whatever topics come up on my head. I just thought of one now, but I'll add that to next week's podcast. So thank you for listening to this episode of the In My Basement podcast. I'm your host, Tori Stalker, and thank you for watching episode two. And I say two, episode two. So thank you. Have a good day.